Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner at Steichman & Elliott in the Private Equity and M&A Group. For today's uh, special guest, I'd like to welcome Jeff Garuba. Jeff is the CEO of Arzon Limited. More importantly, he's also a, a owner, previous owner of Arzon Limited. And uh, as an owner, as an operator, Jeff brings a, a unique perspective to the M&A process. Um, Jeff, I, I'm excited to have you here today. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Mario. Appreciate it. Jeff, I'd like to start uh, by just asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and a little bit about Arzo. Okay, sure. So, um, uh, you know, I guess at the very beginning of, of my story, I was a supplier to Arzon uh, for about five or ten years. And uh, in in the early days, <laughs> seems like a long time ago now, I uh, I ended up becoming uh, striking a very strong relationship with uh, with the founder of the business at that time, and uh, you know one thing led to another, and and uh, I ended up joining the company as an employee. Within two to five years, uh, uh, I liked so much what what I what I saw at Arizona and enjoyed. Uh, the team of people and the business that uh, I became a partner in the business and, and, and bought into the business and which was also really good for my partner because he was looking for uh, uh, you know someone uh, to energize the business and uh, a possible exit strategy for himself down the road. As and, far and as Arizona, sorry. Yeah, I was, are you probably going to say, I was going to say, I'd love to learn about what Arizona is and what, what Arizona does. It's probably what you're going to talk about now. Yeah, so Arzon, uh, you know, Arzon has become a specialty tube manufacturer. We manufacture uh, very thin wall tubes out of uh, copper alloys, aluminum alloys for all sorts of different heat transfer applications. And uh, you know, at the time of joining Arzon uh, back in 1995, we did a we did a number of things. We we uh, we, we made complete uh, heat exchangers ourselves. We had a lighting division. And, you know, over the years, we, we started rationalizing some of the uh, businesses that, that we did. And we decided to concentrate and focus in, uh, on, on the tube business because that's something we felt we could do a, a really good job. And there were opportunities uh, around the world. And Jeff, now, obviously, Arzon uh, has been a success story. Uh, you, you've been there a long time, both as an employee, as an owner, and as a CEO. Uh, at some point, uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, you and your partner decided to consider a sales process. I'd love to kind of get your thought process as to um, why you decided to put the business for sale. And, and, uh, and obviously, that, was, that, that started pre-COVID. So, you know, I'm going to probably ask you about what, what COVID did to that whole process. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, so why don't we start with like, uh, what drove you both to decide that uh, kind of sale process was the best interest for both you and the business? Uh, it, it was probably just a classic situation of, uh, you know, we, we just had two partners. Uh, uh, my partner was uh, getting on and wanting, wanting to uh, enjoy the next stage of his life. And uh, I had put in, I'd, I had put in 35 years myself and, uh, you know, over, over numerous lunches and dinners, you know, we, 
we both just came to the conclusion, boy, we've done everything together for the last, you know, 30, 30 years. Uh, why not go through this final process together and, and, and be on the same page and, uh, and sell together? And that's, you know, that's exactly what we did. As you said, it was pre-COVID. So uh, uh, going into this, we had really, we had no idea what we were in store for. But uh, uh, yeah. And, and Jeff, you started the process pre-COVID. Then obviously COVID hit. Uh, what happened? I mean, you we could save everyone this expense. It was a successful exit for both you and your partner. A great story. But it was obviously during, a, a you know, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I'd love to get your perspective on what you saw uh, the process uh, pre-COVID and then during COVID and then how, how it ended up coming together. Right. First of all, I'll prefix it. Mariel was saying that it was the first time I had, had sold a business. So I wasn't, uh, you know, a, vet, a veteran of the M&A world. And, and I can say the same for my partner. So going into it, uh, we had to go, uh, you know, largely on the advice we were getting from our advisors. Uh, and uh, and it was a learning experience. We really didn't know what to expect, but it didn't seem, didn't seem that complicated <laughs> until COVID hit. Uh, when COVID hit, hit act, it, of course, you know, everything got turned upside down. I, I think if my memory serves me correctly, we were just, just about to sign in the end of January of 2020 when the very first lockdown and, 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 and reality hit that, it, that North America wasn't going to escape this. And, uh, you know, justifiably so, the buyers... Uh, put the brakes on and and decided it was in their best interest to uh, just to slow down and watch and see what happens to the business and see how resilient the business was. That's my take on it, anyways. And and I you know obviously I was there with you. Kudos to you and the business because obviously the business held up well and um, and the buyer kind of went to a pause and then came back uh, and and. You know, this was a, a successful exit for, for you and your partner in the middle of a pandemic, which is a great story. You know, obviously on our side of the equation, we always like to hear what an owner operator sees when they see these processes. I'm curious the, what you learned from the process, what you, what you, you know, somebody said to you, what would you advise another owner operator when you look back now and say, um, other than, of course, all, all the calls, <laughs> Jeff. What, what would you advise another owner operator? What did you learn from the process that you would say, you know, really stuck with you in terms of selling a business? Oh boy. Um, well, I'd say, I'd say first and foremost, and these are things I, some of the things I knew and some things I didn't know, but first and foremost, I think having, uh, you know, having a really strong internal team really helped our situation. Um, the buyer was able, you know, we were fortunate enough that COVID uh, really didn't negatively affect our business. In fact, we had we had a better year, uh, a better bottom line in, in 2020 than we did the previous year in 2019. But, you know, having a strong team internally uh, was, was paramount and gave the buyers uh, a great deal of confidence through the process, much more so than I thought. I had, I had heard that before, that that's important, of course, but I, I probably underestimated how much stock they put in, you know, the management team, the, the, the present management team. Um, the second thing would be, you know, 
getting quality advisors uh, on all fronts, whether it be you know uh, uh, tax uh, or, or legal, whatever. I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you, Mario. But um, <laughs> um, you know, I think quality advisors made the difference in our in our situation. They seem to be one step. Uh, on every level, just seemed to be one step ahead of what was happening and could almost predict what was happening. And, uh, you know, looking back at it, I wouldn't say the process was easy, but it was made a lot easier looking back at it because, you know, we had good advisors. Jeff, you, um, you know, your situation is unique. Uh, you decided to stay on uh, as the CEO of Arza. You you kind of liked the, the new owners. You, you felt... Uh, a relationship there that you wanted to continue to build on and so your your perspective is unique because you have a, a kind of pre-sale perspective as a ceo and post-sale perspective as a ceo and i wanted to get your uh, perspective on what you see now now that you are a ceo with a, a new owner group and l- love to hear more about your current experience uh, uh running the company uh some people would say what's changed i guess or or has anything changed? What 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 does like life look like when you're not the owner of a company but still the CEO? It's um, you know, for for me and in my situation, it's it's fantastic. Uh, you're right. The uh, you know the buyers of our business, I I did feel a strong uh, tie to when we started getting to getting to know them, and I didn't feel that way about every group that we were talking to, but uh, these folks, I did. And um, and uh, that's that's continued to grow. Actually, I I really really enjoy the camaraderie and being part of uh, you know a larger group today. I'm I've I've always loved what I what I what I do. I wasn't in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry to retire. I wasn't in a hurry. Um, what uh, I've always loved what I do, and it's been a really positive experience. Uh, I'm in, I'm still enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, who knows what the future will bring, uh, but uh, I'm doing it because I love it, and I have lots of gas in the tank. What, what do you notice has changed? Do they bring? What do they bring? I mean, obviously, you know, owners, operators ask us, uh, you know, what does a buyer bring? You know, what what is what do you what have you found has changed from um, from what they bring to the table for the business in terms of where where it's where they want to go and where the business can go with them as owners? Do, what what do you find? Um, has uh, you know something different from the past? I guess that these owners bring. Um, definitely bench strength, depth. You know they're there uh, in my in my situation or our situation. Uh, they're very supportive while still giving uh, tons of autonomy. And uh, but the bench strength's there. So if we are looking, uh, you know, if we're looking at you know some sort of bolt on or whether we're looking at you know doing some business development or looking at something more strategic, the, the bench strength is there. There's experts there that have the time, the experience, and, uh, you know, quite frankly, we'll have a, you know, I see it, it's early days, but I see us having uh, a larger appetite to do things, to do bigger things, because we've got the added bench strength behind us. Now, I know you and I have talked in the past about how COVID kind of really transformed the way you can manage a business really just made your life uh different as a as a manager as a ceo and i i wonder you know from a perspective as a ceo in a kind of 
post-COVID world? What, what has changed for your everyday life, Jeff? I know we've talked about it in the past, and it's one of the things I found interesting is hearing you talk about just what's changed since COVID started as a, as a CEO. Yeah, well, I guess first and foremost, it's trying to keep everybody, everybody safe and everybody happy. And uh, that's been a tall order because, as you can imagine, um, you know, we've been lucky. We, we've been, we, we have kept everybody safe. But I guess the latter, trying to keep everybody happy, as you can imagine, different people are on the, a different part of the curve as far as, you know, their belief, <laughs> their, their belief, you know, of how serious this is or their belief about vaccines or their belief about the, the COVID protocols and willingness to follow protocols, willingness to come to work, <laughs> everything. Uh, so the biggest challenge has been to, th those two things to try to keep the facility safe and try to keep, uh, take measured you know, measured actions uh, so that, uh, you know, the majority of people are, are happy, happy with what the, what the company does. I'm, I'm a, I always ask towards the end of the podcast, Jeff, a question, and I'm going to ask you too in the context that I, I know, I think you'll appreciate is uh, we always ask people about their perspective on the market. Now, obviously, you're an owner, you've been an owner, you've been a CEO, but what I find interesting is you've been an owner and a CEO in a kind of light manufacturing business in the southwestern Ontario and people sometimes say those things don't exist anymore uh, but you're an example of a you know light manufacturing business that's had a, a an incredible historical run and continues to to succeed and I, I can I I don't want to ask what the secret sauce is but for all the talk about you know businesses moving out of Southwestern Ontario because they can't keep up or they can't uh, you know um, pivot or they can't deal with the new challenges. I wanted to get your perspective uh, as both an owner, as a CEO, managing a business that deals with manufacturing in Ontario. Um, would love to get your sense of how you've done it, how you've been able to keep this business relevant, grow, and what you see as the future for these type of businesses from a market perspective. Because some people would say this is an anomaly. I mean, this used to be the backbone of our economy in, in southwestern Ontario, but but even in Canada, from a Canadian perspective, people say manufacturing is too expensive in Canada. Well, you're an example of, uh, no, actually manufacturing isn't, isn't expensive. People can make it work and succeed. So um, love to get your perspective on that. Thanks, Mario. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I wish I knew the secret sauce, but it's, I think from <laughs> our perspective, from, from Arzon's perspective, it's been always, and I'm talking about like for 20 years now, uh, try to look at our business very strategically, really examine the, uh, you know, the, the risks and threats to the business, always be looking with a vision for uh, the next, the next product, you know, always understand where we are on the product life cycle. So we've tried to adapt to a world where there is, you know, increasing competition in 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 some products and we've we've tried to you know morph our product into a premium product uh, and i think we've done that successfully um and really it's just never underestimating you know the risks and threats that your business has and and really you know trying to uh, mitigate those those and and lever lever the things that are good about the business and your product and and uh you know i i think 
we've probably been just we've probably been very lucky along the way but the one thing that we that we've done and we've done consistently is you know strategically plan and look and look look in the mirror with a very realistic lens we didn't I don't think we ever took credit for something that we didn't you know that, that we couldn't control and uh, not sure I put that in the right words but no it's it's a yeah. Really, really appreciate it. And, and Jeff, I, I, I want to thank you for, for joining us. Uh, it's it's for us always exciting to have an owner operator, even more exciting to have an owner operator who stayed on and, and you know, as a CEO with the new owner to see their perspectives. Very insightful for us. Thank you for joining us. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Mario.